Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I am your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to deal with the doctrine of man, the teaching or instructions dealing with man. When we are younger, when we are infants, when we are babies, we have a limited self-awareness. But as we grow in the knowledge, as we start to learn more about ourselves, as we start to learn more about our surroundings, as we start to learn more about our culture, as we start to learn more about nature, we develop intellectually, we go through changes physically, and we start coming up with uh, different hypotheses regarding life itself, what is existence, what is nature, what is autonomy, what is God, who is this God, who is this divine being, what is reality, what is epistemology, we start deducing different things regarding life. We start going through emotions. We start learning different aspects of this existence. And then we start learning that there are distinctions that human beings are not quite the same as other things that we see or other things that we perceive. And as I'm listening to the world around me, both inside and outside the church, I am witnessing and hearing things that are disturbing and certainly not biblical. And my message, as always, is first to the church. Do we know who we are? Do we have a firm understanding of the calling that God has on us? As a human being, what is it that God has for us to do? As a Christian, what are the standards that Jesus himself will want us to have? Is life really all about socializing? Is it really all about collecting material wealth? Is life simply all about 
loving money is life all about excesses influence title is it all there is to life to have awards show ceremonies and pat each other on the back is that really what life is about and the scripture is clear no that's not what life's about if we want to have life and have it more abundantly we have to first surrender and acquiesce our will to that of God's then we must accept the free gift the monogenous gift the unique gift that comes in the personage of Jesus Christ. So I wanted us to, to talk about just for a few minutes on this episode, the doctrine associated with man or woman. And in this sense, when I use the term man, I'm talking about mankind, including both genders. We learn through the scriptures that man was created of and by God. Man should not be confused in thinking that he or she is God. We reflect the limited ontological aspect of who God is. We were created in his image. And again, we are a limited reflection or a finite reflection of who God is. We should never be confused that we are God. For our makeup, the stuff that we are composed of came from God who's eternal, but we, of course, are not eternal. For example, the love that God exhibits is perfect love. We can't say that about ourselves. The love that we have is always based on what we can get in return. And with God, his love is not based on trivial feelings. God's feelings are impassable, meaning that he has feelings, but his feelings are perfect. So as man, if we want the best out of this life, we must accept the fact that we're not eternal. We must accept the fact that we're not all powerful. We must accept the fact that we don't know everything. But there is someone 
who is all-knowing. There is someone who is all-powerful and there is everyone who's everywhere at the same time, but yet not physically in time. This is God. This is God who invites us into a unique fellowship with him with Jesus being the key. And when man realizes and accept his proper place in this reality we call existence, our lives radically change. The person with the addiction realizes that Jesus has the power to break them from their bad habits. The person that has always been unlovable realizes that God loves them completely. And he loves them so much that he is unwilling to allow anyone to keep living beneath the standards that he set for them. So the doctrine of man, the teachings concerning man, is a prescriptive lesson given to all of humanity by God. People talk about racial reconciliation. How can we get together as brothers and sisters, regardless of color. There's no better remedy than I can propose than to offer Jesus Christ to all of humanity. And once we get connected to Jesus Christ, we realize that there's no Jew or Gentile. We realize that there's no male or female in the sense of our position in him. Please don't get me wrong. God is interested in the correspondence view of truth. And he is interested in gender identity because he himself created us male and female. But in terms of position, God has no respect of persons in connection with our race. So man has a choice. Should I continue down this path of humanism whereby the humanists propose that we walk to our own drumbeat that the standard of right and wrong is based on social evolution, meaning that we have no transcendent standard. We have no God to report to. So the humanists preach that humans are the standards. And from scripture, we realize that this ideology is incorrect. Nor should we be bold enough to say that we believe in atheism. 
which means the prefix no. And some of us pronounce it atheism. But basically, those who hold on to atheistic views are confidently saying, no, God does not exist. We have no one to report to as human beings. We are the standard for where we live in this life, and we are the standards for our existence. We run the show, which is very similar to deism, where deism at least, even though they're wrong also, but they at least admit that God created us, but where they go off the deep end is they align themselves with atheism, which is God is no longer in the picture. They believe ultimately that we are walking by our own drumbeat. So atheism says no God at all, not in the beginning, not now, not in the future. Deism says there was a God, but yet he's left us to run the show. But thanks be to God that we know he's real. Even though I can philosophically argue for God, I can historically argue for God. I can also give my experiences with God. No one can take that away from you nor I. There was a time where I was a totally different individual, but through Jesus Christ, I am now different. And my mind has been transformed. My mind has been renewed because the creator who created me, who has a blueprint on every aspect of my being he gave me the prescription through the scriptures. And because I willed to be changed and because I surrendered my will that Jesus may have uh, complete control of my life, I am now going through the sanctification process. So the doctrine of man tells us, according to the scriptures, that if we want to be transformed, God is not going to override your will. We have to voluntarily surrender our will. And yet, when we surrender our will, we are not robots. God doesn't control us like robots. There is this synergenic relationship between God and humanity where he works on us while we allow him to work on us. God is sovereign. But yet we do have true free will. And the will, as I've defined several times before, is the inclination by a rational agent toward a desired goal. So your will is the inclination 
by a rational agent because that's how God created us toward a desired goal. So when individuals fall in love with the wrong people, when they fall in love with the wrong person, what happens is they allow their will to incline themselves toward a desired goal, but the goal wasn't what God had for them. Then the next thing is man is a composite of both body and soul. The body is the physical part of our being while the soul excites or animates the body. When we attend funerals, we see what death can do. And the Bible talks about death. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Grave, where's thy victory? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God through Christ, uh, who has given us the victory even over death. And basically what scripture is telling us is in this reality, in this existence, we are going to experience death. And what death is, is the unnatural separation between the body, soul, or the body, soul, spirit. And when we die, we see the physical remains that we call the body. But yet the soul lives on. The soul goes on to be in the presence of the Lord. And as human beings, we are composite of both body and soul. So if we spend all of our times dealing with the physical, our spiritual becomes anemic. This is why individuals who have the ability and the resources to work on the physical and do not work on the spiritual are totally miserable. Rich people. I'm not rich, but I'm told that rich people, many of them, can't even go to sleep the way they would like to because they're too busy thinking about how they can keep their money and make more money. What type of existence is that when you can't even have peace in your existence? We as believers, we cannot spend the majority of our time preoccupied with just the physical. We must pay attention to the spiritual. This means feeding your spiritual man. This means going to Bible study. This means going to worship service. This means reading the Bible for yourself. This means studying the Bible for yourself. This means 
obeying the scriptures, not just reading the scriptures, but actually putting the scriptures in play. Making it work in your life. It's one thing to just be a hearer of the word. But Christ would like all of his children to become doers of the word. This is why I'm so passionate about Christian apologetics. God repeatedly in the New Testament tells us to defend the faith, which was one deposited to the apostles and has been handed down to you and I in the 21st century. Then we ought to keep the integrity of the scriptures. We, it's not our position to water down God's word just because it's not popular in the 21st century. It doesn't matter who wants to believe what they want to believe according to the world standards. Our responsibility first is to God, then to our brothers and sisters. So even if the world refuses to obey and listen to God's message and to listen to the gospel, it's our responsibility to keep preaching and teaching in season, out of season, when it's dry, when it's cold, when it's wet, when it's sunny, when it's not sunny, when it looks bleak. You and I have to keep standing and teaching. This is our duty as men and women of God. I pray that this episode has been edifying and God willing, we'll be back next week to complete the teachings concerning man. There are so many, so much that God has for us and so many instructions. And if we're willing to listen, we will grow beyond where our eyes can see and take us. So again, thank you for listening. And before we close, just wanted to uh, encourage all of our listeners to please help support this radio ministry, Sound Reasoning. We are getting the word out nationally as well as globally. And we want to make sure that all believers are equipped to not only share the gospel, but to defend the gospel. We want to make sure that we're able to give each man and woman a reason for the hope that lies within us. And as we give this answer, we're doing it with respect and gentleness. It's not the duty of the Christian to cram the gospel down anyone's throat, but it is our prerogative and our deontological duty to make sure that we do follow the Holy Spirit and share the gospel that others may know Jesus Christ for himself. Have a blessed day and evening and talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. 
It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.